0: Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I'm, like, all full of cat hair. That's just lovely. All right. We are going to be covering tonight's AEW Dynamite Season 3, Episode forty. 40- 44. Do you know what that means? It means this year is almost done. Where the hell did this year go? I rem- it feels like yesterday when we were talking about this year starting how it's going to be better than 20, you know, uh 2020 and all that stuff and it really hasn't felt any different. I mean, for some of us I'm sure it was, but just I don't know. It feels like you know same shit, different day, but, anyways, uh, welcome back, everyone. So, I want to talk about some stuff first before we dive into uh, this episode of Dynamite, uh, and it's something that, uh it's, it's something that and if, if you've been following me for a while, you know it's something that I that I take very seriously. Um, and it's the news that broke late last night. In fact, it broke while me and Trent were doing the throwback over on TNI and all of a sudden we started seeing stuff in the chat about John Moxley entering rehab and we were like what so that was kind of like one of those things every once in a while we look we love our audience they're goofy as hell and sometimes they you know they they pull a fast one on us and they'll drop something in the chat just to you know mess with us and be like hey so and so did what this or that or whatever so that was one of those things where it's like all right, I'm going to check this. So I go to PW Insider, and sure enough, there it is article with the links to uh, the Twitter post from uh, Tony Khan talking about what's going on with, uh, excuse me, John Moxley entering rehab. Um... <laughs> hey, Bells Boy, what's up? You guys cracked me up. Um so yeah, it was reported that John Moxley entered uh inpatient uh inpatient rehab. Um I've I've experienced this stuff firsthand in my family uh when I was uh, a young lad young, a wee little bone, you know, just, just starting high school back in, uh, 88. And, um, and my mom went into rehab for, um, oh, I couldn't, that that gets pretty blurry. Uh, I, I couldn't remember like how long she was in there, but, um, but the memories still cling to me to this day. Um which is why I, I always take stuff like this so insanely serious. Um, I know many people have, out there have dealt with alcoholism either individually or in their family. Um, so it's um, it's incredibly brave. Uh, if if I, I believe I'm I'm quoting punk on this, but I I, I feel the same way. Uh, he, he took the words right out of my mouth. It's incredibly brave for someone to ask for help. And that's um, and that, and that's kind of part of what we've been talking about recently with this whole tag me in thing. Um, it's okay. To talk about your, um, your, your problems, your, um, your imperfections, and it's hard to do. It really is, especially as you get older, especially as you get older, um, Cause you try to be tough and you try to be um, like me. I, I try to be i you know, I'm a parent. So I try to be a role model for my kids. And yeah, I joke about, you know, you know, the old days when I used to, you know, do stupid shit here and there and had a few too many beers and all that stuff. But it's, it's, it's serious stuff when when you're an individual like John Moxley and he's married and now he's got a little girl and it, it really does. It changes you as an, as an individual and John Moxley having the insight to do this, For himself and for his family, and for the future relationship with him and his little daughter. It's so special, it really is. And um, I I couldn't be more proud tonight to be a John Moxley fan. You know, I don't talk about him all the time, but he absolutely. Is one of my diehard favorites in wrestling. I mean, right up there with CM Punk and so many others. Um, and and you know, and, and I've I've followed others on their journey to sobriety and, and stuff like that. When when Kurt Angle uh sobered up and stuff like that. And um, it's um, it's it's just great news. It's great news that he's that he he's just. I mean, he's doing it for so many other people around him, and he's also he probably doesn't even know it but he's inspiring others while he's doing this. And it makes you, it makes you think about your, yourself and others around you at the same time, if you are such a huge fan, you know? Um, so like, you know, and I could go on and on about this, but I don't want to talk about this all night, but it's, um, I'm, I'm happy for him as a fan as a, as a pro wrestling fan, as, as, as a father and so many other things, you know? So, um, all the props in the world to John Moxley for trying to better his life, better hit the future of his family and, um, and his career. I mean, a clear headed Mox, you know, we, <laughs> we could joke as a wrestling fan and be like, Oh my God, a, a, a clear headed Mox. God help anyone who gets in the ring with him now, man. <laughs> you know, it, we, we could we could joke about that a little bit, but um it's uh, you know, good for him. Seriously good for him. And um and yeah, it uh it it does shake up stuff for tonight's uh, you know, wrestling um uh, the tournament and stuff like that it um but that's i mean that's all completely secondary by all means to you know something like this to to real life stuff you know and um i i hope you support him in in uh in his journey as i do and um it just, like I said, it, it, it makes you like, you see someone as iconic as John Moxley do this for himself. And it really makes you stop and think for a minute, you know? Um, So, yeah. And I'm just reading the chat as I'm talking about this. Yeah. Props to everyone who, um who understands what I'm saying for whatever reason, you know, props to all of you as well. So, um and, and I don't want to overthink this, like, oh, there's problems with him and Renee and stuff like this, and that made him no, I'm not I'm not I'm not deep diving into that. I'm not gonna sit here and try to twist this and speculate, you know, things like against him. I I, lo- I love Mop, I love Mox, and um I I support him in this wholeheartedly. It's um, it's 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 gonna be, it's gonna be great to see him come out on the other side of this. You know, I mean, I'll I'll put this right up there with you know fighting cancer, like um, like uh, like Roman Reigns. You know, just like that. You know, it's uh, it's. It's a tough battle, you know, it's anything dealing with upstairs or inside something fighting you on the inside. To me, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all something evil inside of you, you know, whether it's a disease or it's a cancer or whatever, you know, it's, um, it's all the same, just, just different. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to start out by talking about Mox a little bit, and um, you know, he's uh, he's not he's not super big on social media, but by all means, send him some love on Twitter or whatever, the Insta neck. I don't even know what he's all. I think that's it. I think that's all he's really on his Instagram and Twitter, the Twitter box. You know, go send him some love. Go send Renee some love. His wife Renee, go send her some love. Whether it's on her podcast feed or on Twitter or whatever, I don't know what she's all on to. Uh, go give her some love because um, she's she's gonna need just as much support because she's gotta. She's not gonna have that help at home. I mean, I'm I'm sure she's gonna have help. know there's family there's friends and whatnot but it's still gonna be hard not having him there it's gonna be just as hard it's it's gonna be all something they gotta deal with together you know um god whenever i start thinking about this i start going down that road of my past and it's um it's it's a bit of a dark one but it it, uh, it, it, came out, you know, there was a silver lining to it, but man, it, it took a while to get there. Let me tell you. Whew. Got to shake it off here. All right. I'm going to cut this off there before it starts getting too, um too crazy. So if you saw, if you saw the throwback tonight, guys, we had a great throwback last night. It was, um, it, and I, please don't take this as, um, as anything other than, than what I'm saying it, it was a two man booth last night. And it was, uh, it, it was, it felt old school. It felt like old school, like two years ago when me and Trent started doing it, you know? Um, and if you saw it, the lollipops are back baby for for a limited time only the lollipops are back <laughs> it's left over Halloween candy you know it, whatever it is what it is you know I got a little chocolate I got some I got some old school double bubble in the bowl here you know for when I'm sitting here listening to tunes doing some behind the scenes production shit and I'm munching away on stuff so yeah hey And and while I jump into this, just for shits and giggles, if you've got leftover candy from uh, trick-or-treaters and stuff that you're munching on, what what did you get for the kids? You know, what are you sitting around munching on trying to to get rid of, you know? (laughs) What's your favorite stuff, you know? So um, uh, I'll read a couple comments here. Uh, hey Bill, what's up, man? Uh Bill Bill is still recovering from um see, <laughs> I think he went to 15 shows this past weekend. No, I'm kidding. To, <laughs> Zach Bonifer double bubble bone. You're <laughs> so goofy. Um Violet, uh good to see you here. He says, Did he seem to be struggling? Are you talking about Mox or? Um, wow, this is really good. What flavor is this? Charms. Oh, it's. Oh, wow. This is different. It's apple pie. Holy shnikes. No wonder it tasted so different. Um, let's see. Real, I'll read a couple. Punk Tracy is grabbing a couple of. Jabronski's lollipops? No, you're not. No, you are not, sir. Zach, I was promised a co-host. I wanted to bring uh, Trent on. I was messaging him. Um, he's uh, all I'm going to say is he's under the weather, so we'll uh, we'll shoot for next week. Oh, trust me, I was I was really hoping to have uh, him on. So, yeah, go send Trent some love. I'm hoping I told him, I said, hey, get some chicken soup and stuff. Bill says, yeah, there were some signs, especially AC. AC. What is AC? You got to. I, I, you can usually recognize most of these things, but you gotta you gotta fill in some blanks here. Prime time it says Reese's peanut butter and M and M's. Yes, yeah, my wife's my wife's favorite, Mrs. Jabon, is uh, her favorite is peanut M and M's, and she also likes. You know, I'm I'm kind of like that yellow peanut. I can't figure out how the hell they put. The brownie inside the M&M's. How the hell did they do that? That's crazy. That's like some magic. Um, Oh, AC uh, Bill here says Atlantic City. Okay, so you saw him live in, in Atlantic City. Okay, so that'll be a little conversation you and I have behind the scenes. Uh, so you obviously saw something. Um. Uh, and I don't want to dive into it. I don't want to speculate. So magic <laughs> magic brownies. No, we're not talking about the magic brownies. All right. Um let's see. Some other news. I read something. What did I, what I was gonna I was gonna do something yesterday, but I ran out of time because we did some shopping and and I wasn't feeling Super great, and I ran out of time. And then I was doing the throwback with uh, with Trent. Oh, I was gonna talk about Bronson Reed. Um, Bronson Reed, aka Joe, what's his, what is he calling himself now? Jonah, Jonah Rock, something Jonah. Um, so. I, I've heard a few things since um, since Bound for Glory because Bound for Glory we were supposed to get a few more surprises. They were lining up some stuff, and the one that I found out that was like closest to being there, and they just couldn't time it right. I guess. Because of, you know, it's thread tape, technicalities and shit. Um, he's from Australia, and he's trying to line up everything with immigration so he can work in the U.S. And there's, um, you know, damn, this, this country sometimes, they just... I don't mean to get on a big political thing, but guys that are willing to work hard and want to bust their ass and earn a living like these professional wrestlers and they get, you know, sponsored, whatever, you know, hired by a company. There's a whole behind the scenes technical term to it, whatever, you know, Um, same thing that um, inspiration had to go through. And you they they make it seems like they make it so hard. And yet we could get tens of thousands of immigrants just handed shit immediately the second they cross the border. I don't get I'm not saying that's a bad thing that we're getting immigrants. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that the the process is like ridiculously backwards you know it's like i don't i don't i don't understand you know it's like why you're doing this but you know for people that are already here and want to work or people that have families and are trying to you know become citizens and i i just don't get because i've had family that, that that's been an issue for and it's just oh my god love my country hate my government that's all I'm gonna say all right that's my little soapbox um yeah behind the scenes so okay so yeah back to Jonah it sounds like he's got everything fixed and it's uh, everything's gonna be lined up sooner rather than later and you're gonna see him busting some doors down very soon so I'm Guessing impact could bring him in as soon as I'm gonna say turning point. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not trying to spoil nothing. I don't know. Okay. That's just flat out guessing. Okay. Don't take it. Oh, well, J Bone said this. Okay. That's I'm me. That's just me hoping as a wrestling fan. Okay. I, I didn't hear no little birdies or nothing, but from what it from what he said, it sounds like things are gonna be lining up soon. So let's cross our fingers. Hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll see him at impact or somewhere else kicking ass. Cause I can't wait to see. Um I can't wait to see what he does. Cause I mean I, I didn't see like a ton of his stuff in NXT, but what I saw, damn. What a monster of a dude, you know. Something else. Um, <laughs> reading the chat. What? Punk's eating the butterfinger right now. Okay. Um. Oh my god so many, so many things in the chat. I can't even (laughs) so many things. I can't even keep up with this. All right. Saw something else here. Let's see here. Um, Magic brownies covered that. Oh, primetime mentions releasing five wrestlers. The Ring of Honor, yeah. We we've talked about the Ring of Honor stuff. I don't want to rehash that. Um, I, I, I'm I'm guessing we'll start seeing some Ring of Honor wrestlers sooner rather than later. Everybody's situation in that company is going to be different. We just got to be patient. Look, here here's the bottom line: we hope they all get work somewhere. Period. And I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's up north in the WWE. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's Impact. I don't care if it's a little old MLW, okay? I just hope they all land on their feet. It's a horrible situation, okay? And it sounds like it's all just horribly mismanaged, you know? And, and we may find all the details someday through some kind of, you know, interview from someone behind the scene that heard this or heard that who knows, maybe we're not privy to that, but whatever Uh, it is what it is. It sucks. And, um, you know, so, um, yeah, so, okay. So the stuff with impact wrestling and people are making, a really big deal about stuff on their roster page. And we talk about it once in a while on this podcast or over on TNI. But people are acting like, I I don't understand why people are like flipping out. Like, okay, so they they lost a few people on their roster page and it's been like a trickle effect. It hasn't been like, yeah, they might've taken a, a bunch off at one time, but as far as like what actually happened, it's all been a trickle effect. It all it all hasn't been. Oh, okay. Well, we kind of knew that TJP was slowly on his way out. Tommy Dreamer, we don't need to rehash that. We knew that was all he's done there for an in an indefinite amount of time. He may come back someday. I think you know, time heals everything. Hell, look at look, nobody's talking about Ric Flair anymore. He could come, he could probably come back somewhere in like a few months, start wooing, and everyone's going to woo along with him and forget all this shit. I mean, let's be real. I'm not supporting what he did by any means. It's a real scumbag shit. But let's be serious. If we all knew what our favorites did behind the scenes, behind closed doors, there wouldn't be many wrestling fans left. Let's be real, you know it's. <laughs> so, anyways, um, um, what else? Oh yeah, TJP, T- TJP is a busy guy, and we've been talking about him for months. Honestly, too, he's been doing um, MLW. He's been doing, uh, I was going to say Ring of Honor. No, not Ring of Honor. Uh, New Japan, you know. And if he's just doing more of that than Impact Wrestling, look, I'm sure the door's open. The guy's a tremendous worker. I know the different people that I'm associated with on TNI and stuff have varied opinions of him because of this, that, and the other thing. And that's fine. You know, everyone's allowed to their opinions, who they like and who they don't like. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, And but but here's the great thing about that. When when someone like that exits and goes to focus on something else or someone like Alex Shelley, Alex Shelley is a perfect example of that. He's focusing more on MLW right now. There's nothing wrong with that. He has stated in interviews that he has a great love for that company as well. He has a lot of history with that company going like way, way, way back um, when they had their first run as a company back in the early 2000s or whatever. People don't realize that TNA, Ring of Honor, and MLW all started out within like months of each other. Excuse me. And um, that's why I have stated on here that I really want to, at some point, go back and check out the old history of MLW. Because it involves so many guys that we've been talking about on the NWA TNA throwbacks. And I think that's fascinating to see them like in an alternate universe doing something different, you know? Like Punk was there too, the SATs, um, so many others, you know? So, Bell's Boy says Mick Foley has an OnlyFans account. What? Is this. Is this real? Is this. I. It's kind of weird. It'd be kind of like me having an OnlyFans account It'd be like look at my 40-year-old sexy hairy feet. I just scrubbed them today. Ooh, you know, it's, you know, it's not really a, not really very sexy. Uh, but hey, you know, there's, there's people out there. Oh, that was a joke bells boy damn you know you had to be going there for a while so all right um can't think of anything else oh like completely brain farted here um yes punk steve carino's in there too um (laughs) Uncle Mark says, I have an OnlyFans. Doesn't everyone? No. Stop that. Stop that. I don't want to know. All right. So I can't play the trailer on here. But I saw a trailer for a movie. Now, you're going to have to bear with me here. I got to go into the history of my YouTube here and quick look this up, because I was playing it for Trent, watched it last night, but then I watched a bunch of shit. Okay, found it. The movie is called Escape from Death Block 13, and it starts this, stars this guy who is basically looks like a Charles Bronson rip-off, and it looks like an old-school action blow-em-up kind of movie. If you're into that shit, like Okay, for example like like the old 80s Chuck Norris movies or or Stallone, The Rambo or The Commando from Schwarzenegger, that kind of stuff, okay? He's doing like westerns and stuff. This guy's name is Bronzy. Um, but he looks just like um um damn it and it just completely slipped out of my brain anyways the trailer looks great if you're into that kind of stuff and if you if you blink you're gonna miss it but in this trailer for escape from death block 13 there's someone there's a lot of fight scenes and there's someone that you're going to recognize like I said if you blink you miss it you really got to pay attention. There's a prison fight scene Charles Bronson that's who I was thinking of sorry. Um There's a fight scene that it's uh all these pris all these prisoners and guards start fighting and stuff and one of the prisoners you're gonna recognize him he's got dreadlocks and he's he's on the impact wrestling roster and the second I saw him I like went back and I froze it and I you know there's like a there's like a, a half a second like three frames of this you know that I'm going through and I'm looking at I'm like god that looks like it looks like Madman Fulton. Sure as shit. Madman Fulton went Hollywood on us, folks. <laughs> no, it's it's a little part. And I was talking to Trent about it. Trent hurt was well, because he works with Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. So he heard that he was uh filming a movie. So I'm guessing this is earlier this year or last year. I don't know when this was made. But yeah, if you're into that stuff, go check it out. It's uh escape from death block 13. And there's a couple different trailers out there. And I think it's either coming out soon or it's already available somewhere. I'm not sure where, but, um, I'm definitely going to check out this guy. Like I'm a huge, um, Charles Bronson fan, I've seen a few of those Death Wish movies and oh, what's that one? Um, the Dirty Dozen. Such a great classic movie. Donald Sutherland's in it, Telly um, among so many others. Um, so yeah, Oh, Critical Sting says, Madman Fulton's in an AC commercial. I think I saw that one because we were talking about that like this past summer. I, th- I think he did suck, something like that. But anyways. Um, oh, yeah, that's an update on uh, Hard to Kill. Thank you, Bells Boy. appreciate that for the reminder. Hard to Kill in Dallas, Texas is going to emanate from the factory um i believe impact wrestling dropped that info today tickets are gonna be available soon because it's in january so um so yeah it's uh it's exciting to hear it's gonna be through i don't know who tickets are gonna be through I think I heard something like access TV tickets or something like that. It's not going to be Ticketmaster. It's going to be something different. But anyways, um, when I find out more information about that, we'll update it either on here or over on TNI. Uh, Maybe we'll have a little more information on that before we go live tomorrow night after Impact Wrestling. All right. Oh, that's right. Mark says, I showed it to y'all after the review one night. The Fulton AC um, AC commercial. Yes. Yes, you did. I don't remember it, but I, I know you. I remember you doing it. I don't remember the commercial, but yeah. Anyways. Oh. Yes, Bells boy. I saw that. You keep repeating yourself. Speaking of Charles Bronson, he would have been 100 years old today. Hashtag useless factoid. There you go. Ah, Violet says, oh, DVDs November 23rd, On Demand November 2nd. Oh, so it's On Demand now. Now, I looked it up late last night on, like, Amazon Prime Video. I didn't find it. So maybe give it to the end of the week maybe it'll start showing up places like i don't know youtube or hulu or netflix or something i don't know but um but yeah i'm going to look up a few other movies from goa uh, imdb that uh that bronzy guy he's uh man he he is a dead ringer for charles Bronson. He really is. It's amazing. I don't know where he came from or who found him, but damn. If you're into old school shit like that, go check it out. All right. I think that's it. We'll we'll call that it for news. We're over a half an hour into this. Damn. Um, nice little uh amount of news, and thank you for letting me uh catch up with all that. All right, shall we dive into Tonight's AEW Dynamite. Damn, I'm already exhausted from this. All right, season three, episode 44. Uh, we start out hot. So if you guys heard the interview earlier today between um, oh, shit. Uh, Brian Alvarez and his crew and um, Tony Khan, he talked a lot about this and um, he a lot of warm memories from this, from Tony. Talking about last year during a pandemic in April and Alan Angels was trying to get a job and he had a match with Kenny Omega and that's how he got this job with AEW. And this is when they were... Uh, taping a bunch of stuff together in um, uh, wherever they were taping stuff, but before they moved to uh, Daly's place. And um, uh, Mark here says low key, they need to keep running Omega slash Angels back because they really uh, work well together yeah angels i mean he was one of the first like hires outside of that og crew of aew wrestlers you know um him and some of the dark dark order guys back right when everything started going to shit you know they had to quick bring in some crew. Cause he said, what did Tony say? They were running on like 20% of their whole crew. Oh my God. I mean, that's, you think back, dude, it just springtime was scary for wrestling. It really was. It really was. And, um, they brought in what pressed, uh, number 10 Preston Vance. Is that his name? Anna J. And those were the three first like big hires. You know, in um AEW trying to like fill in those spots. So it was it's it was interesting. Go listen to that um interview. They they cover a lot of stuff. They also broke the uh news on Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar um being on tonight's show. And I was really excited about that because number one, I love Aerostar. Number two, Caliste, the, the A.K.A. former, formerly known as Kalisto, Samurai Del So he's been a free agent for a bit, and he's been kind of like laying low. Um, I'm sure he's been trying to work on some stuff. You know, I don't know if he's had issues. I don't really know where it's from. Um, <laughs> Mark, Anna J. Bay all day. He says, "Fuck yeah, Aerostar! <laughs> Aerostar, love him from AAA, and of course Lucha Underground as well." Um, but I've seen some old stuff from uh, from Samurai. It's, it's one of those f- crazy things, you know. You get used to s- using their old names, their indie names. You know, it's it's crazy um so yeah samurai del sol Cleisto, man it's just a lot easier to say that but anyways um i'm excited to see both these guys i don't know how much they're gonna be around um it looks like they're kind of switching gears from you know doing stuff with impact wrestling by the way Let's talk about that just for a hot second before we continue, because it's going to sh- shut a lot of people up. There are all these people that just couldn't keep their mouth closed and just had to make shit up and say, oh, the relationship between AEW and Impact Wrestling is over. It's closed. It's done. And they, when they said that, they made it sound like something was wrong. They made it sound like something happened. Like, why is it over? Oh, we don't know, but it's done now. And just how it came out just sounded so negative. Tony Khan cleared that up today in the interview with uh, Brian Alvarez. He basically said, he said, look, the forbidden door is always open. It's just whatever we had planned is done right now he's like it doesn't mean the relationship with impact is over he's like i love working with them he's like but i also love working with new japan and triple a and for now we don't have anything on the table for impact wrestling he's like is it is it the, the possibility to work with them open in the future sometime he's like yeah absolutely so all these people saying that oh it's done it's over like it's never ever happening again. It's like no, it's like you hit the pause button and it could happen anytime again in the future. Like there was a lot of people that were clamoring to work with each other. So I mean the possibilities are still there. It's just everybody's just kind of doing their own thing now, or they're focusing on working with someone else, you know? So that's what's going on. So hopefully that shuts people up. That's why I always say, don't read too much into shit like that. When you hear stuff through the dirt sheets, you got to use your, um, yeah, exactly. Violet. A lot of people looking to stir shit up. Exactly. It's like clickbait, you know. So, so yeah, as like I said, just use your head. It's common sense. Don't overthink it. It'll happen again. I mean, everyone's got their different opinions on what happened between the companies. Overall, I'd say it was fun. It was exciting. It was something different. It was cool to see other people cross through and work some of the stuff worked some of the stuff didn't really work as great you know or come off as great but it was still something different for us to watch in a time when the future of professional wrestling during the pandemic was really in question so let's appreciate it for what it was and give props to the people behind the scenes trying to do something special for the fans because a lot of people fell away during the pandemic cuz a lot of it was done without fans. I know I know plenty of people that walked away from wrestling. They're like I can't watch this shit. There's no fans. It's like dead air. I can't watch this. All right. You know, it's everybody's different to each their own. Hopefully people are coming back now. Right bells boy. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> uh, all right. So just wanted to clear that up. Get that out there. Great match between uh, Angels and, uh, Allen Angels and Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega, of course, doing them. Like, I don't remember the first one that they had. I'm guessing it was, like, a dark episode or something. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, what's up, Mr. Fretz? How you doing? Um, good match. Not a whole lot to say about it. It was, you know, <coughs> uh, Alan got his ass kicked, you know. But he he worked a good match, you know. He sold a lot of stuff. He worked very well. He told a story. It was short but sweet. Kenny Omega, of course, being the consummate heel. And then he just proceeds to, like, kick the crap out of him after the match. Hangman, Adam Page, runs down. Omega, of course, runs for the hills. uh, And he leaves his title in the ring. And... uh... (laughs) Uh, Hangman Adam Page slowly picks it up, looks at it, and he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, you uh, you forgot something. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be the gentleman I am, and I'm gonna hand it back to you." So he slides it, you know, under the rope on the other side of the ring, and he's like, "You hang on to that real tight, because in ten days it's mine. It's ten days, folks. It's coming up quick. Full gear. Can't wait." I think it's time, folks. I think it's really time. What's up, Styles? My brother. Hope you're doing good. Um, next, we got CM Punk in the ring, cutting a promo. And, of course, the place is, you know, going cuckoo. CM Punk, Ch- Chance and everything. He goes, you know, he's like, I, I I love this to death. He's like, but there's one name right now I want you to um, chant right now, and that's someone who's not here, and that's John Moxley. And then the Moxley chants start, and he starts uh, talking about how brave John Moxley is for you know going away and doing this and taking care of himself. And he's a straight edge guy, so he gets this, you know. And he's helped i'm sure plenty of people behind the scenes to try to better themselves that's been documented that's out there and um yeah bell's boy cowboy shit. yeah um uh, there were plenty of other other chants about kenny omega that was <laughs> what is it kenny no balls or no balls omega or whatever i don't know but anyways um so yeah, so Punk giving Mox a ton of love, great to see, and um, and it's and it's you know p- people are like, oh, Punk's back for himself and doesn't give a shit about anything else. You can say that all you want, but when Punk's doing something like this for someone like John Moxley. In a in a very sensitive time in john moxley's life dude that's that's that counts for something you you can't whether you love punk or not that still says a lot about him about a guy's character you can say whatever you want about him but i i believe that punks everybody's got an ego in wrestling to some degree but i feel like punk's ego has drastically changed from the last time we saw him, what, seven, eight years ago. You know? and I, I believe that personally. You may not, but I do. But anyways. Um, and then he addresses Eddie Kingston, and apparently they're going to face off this Friday. Kingston wasn't there today. You can blame Brian uh, Danielson for that one. Eddie Kingston apparently missed out on uh, some stuff in Chicago too for AAW. A little uh, little birdie last night was telling me about that. <laughs> um but that's as far as I'll go with that. So um so yeah. Kingston's banged up. If you and it, it pissed me off cuz I really wanted to talk about this over the weekend and I just didn't have time and I couldn't. But damn If you have not seen Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, please take 20 minutes out of your life. Go find this match in its entirety. Don't watch, just don't, don't watch like three minutes of highlights if you find it on YouTube. No, go find this fucking match. You will thank me. If you have not seen this, what a God. Damn amazing match! These two beat the shit out of each other, and and they wrestled different styles while doing it. That was the great part about it. Um, and I heard I heard someone say I don't know if it was uh, Brian Alvarez or someone else. Maybe it was it was it was something in the uh interview early. I heard earlier today, I think. Something about man, y- you look at what Brian Danielson has done since he's like come back to like really wrestle, and everything, every match he's done has been different from Kenny Omega to Bobby Fish to this guy, to that guy, to Eddie Kingston less than a week ago. And it's just been... It's its just, for, for a wrestling fan like me, it's just been so fun to watch him just go, just batshit cuckoo on everyone and anyone. And he's this, I mean, this last few months that he's been doing this, he he's, uh, people are, you know, talking about him being wrestler of the year just for the little time he's been in AEW. And that's crazy. And I know he had some like decent matches before he left WWE, um, you know, shared the ring with guys like, uh, Matt Riddle. You know, pretty unselfish of him. And I, I talked about that on here, uh, briefly. But damn, it's just this seeing this version of Brian is just blowing my mind. Seriously. It's just yeah. <laughs> Danielson's chest was glowing when I saw that's right. You were there sporting the to march too, which thank you again for doing that. Very generous of you, thank you. Um, and um, yeah, here, Mark. Mark is like learning so much about guys like Danielson and Punk and all this stuff. He says, Here, he says, I've been watching Danielson wrestle for a couple months out of my life, and it's enough to convince me that he is one of the best I've ever seen. See, see what I'm saying. Look, and it's it's all subjective. It's all everyone has different opinions, and that's fine. But damn, this it's just fun. It's just fun because you don't know what he's gonna do next. Box, um. Box said after that match, it was his favorite match of all time. It's like holy shit. I I'd take that and run with it. You know, (laughs) just and the emotion from the fans was so there, too. Like three quarters of the way through this match, everybody, everybody in the place got up and was clapping for these guys because they just could not believe what these two were doing to each other. Unbelievable. All right, we continue. Where the hell was I? CM Punk. Um calls out Eddie Kingston. They'll face off uh this Friday. Shit, I cannot wait for that. That's gonna be wild. <laughs> Violet here, his chest looked like your lollipop, right? I mean he his his chest straight looked up, he looked like like raw hamburger. It was it was almost gross. Like I could take it. Like, you know, but I was just like, you know, when they did a zoom in on it, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> he needs to put something on that. He's he's been hurting. He's gonna be hurting. All right. Uh what's next here? Adam Cole, Young Bucks, Brawling with uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. I'm sure that's gonna be a match coming up. Uh, that will be announced soon, if it hasn't been already, for uh, full gear. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those two, you know, the three-on-three, it's a lot of fun. <coughs> it's, you know, don't overthink it. It's, uh... Oh, Violet here says, just saying TV didn't do it justice. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. I hear you the close-up was cool though I'm just saying <laughs> Um, yeah being there live had to be awesome. Um, so yeah the brawl was cool. Good stuff from uh, everyone. Uh, Adam Cole at the end even got a concerto haven't seen one of those in a while and uh, and and seeing Christian back was was cool. You know, of, of course, he had to take a little time off after losing the belt, you know. So whatever. It is what it is. You know, don't overthink it. It's wrestling, you know. Triple uh, A tag team titles were on the line. FTR uh, defending Tully out there with him. Um, someone mentioned this like last week, and I didn't notice it until now. So, yeah, FTR has new music, and it sounds real, like, old school. And, like, their their logo on their shirts is real old school, too. Looks like an old, like, I don't know. Just looks 80s, you know? And, uh, and I saw someone in the chat earlier talk about FTRs. Music uh, reminds them of some old tag team or something, the Midnight Express or something. Oh, Zach Bonifer, yeah, Midnight Express. I'd have to actually go and find that or something because I don't remember. Like I've seen matches, but I don't remember what what the hell their stuffs, <laughs> uh, what their stuff sounded like. But anyways, um, but yeah, it's it's super different. It's super old school, like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's straight 80s, though. It's straight 80s. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Like, I think older fans will uh, get it more than maybe younger fans. Younger fans are going to listen to it and be like, what the hell is this shit? So, yeah, just look up some old wrestling entrances of Midnight Express. You'll get it. I'm, I'm going to do that myself. So... Um. And Bell's boy, how did Trent describe Jurassic last night? <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were having some fun talking about him coming on. Smash! He, he will. I'm gonna hold him to it. Uh, he will. He just under the weather tonight. Under the weather. Um. Yeah, and I'm sure that new music is gonna get dropped as a, a single soon as well. Um go, go find the uh the band camp of AEW because all the singles get all the entrance singles get dropped down there. You can download them for like a buck. Um, you know, or just you know, watch the YouTube videos when they drop. I don't even know if they dropped it already. I'd have to look, but anyways, FTR with Tully versus Samurai Del Soul and Aerostar, man. What, what an amazing duo. Like, I don't even know if they've wrestled before. Like, I know Aerostar's been in tag teams before in AAA. And I don't know how much stuff uh, Samurai's done, you know, south of the border, AAA, CMLL, or whatever. I know he's done a lot of indie shit back in the day. You know, um, West Coast, California, California. Uh, pwg I think but um yeah he's done all sorts of stuff I guess but yeah these two really flowed together and it was great to see uh the former formerly known as Callisto just let loose and just oh man he really he <laughs> I don't think FTR was ready for that but they they worked good together it was fun uh then FTR one with a roll-up he was holding on to the ropes, of course, you know. So, uh, AAA tag titles stay where they were. Oh yeah, yeah. They they mentioned that during the uh, the match. Thank you, Bell's boy. Aerostar usually tags with uh, with uh, Drago, his his best friend in AAA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I was really looking forward to that when they announced that this afternoon. That was cool. I got home from shopping. I was relaxing. I was wiped out, and it was. Um, uh, I listened to TNI UK for a while, and then I flipped over because I saw that um, Wrestling Observer Radio was was live, and they don't usually go live on YouTube. Usually, you you see like the segments and stuff. They go live on Twitch. Um, so I was like, Ooh, maybe there's something special going on. And I saw they were talking to Tony. So I figured they were talking about Mox and some other stuff. And that's when they broke the news about Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar. So that was cool. And so, yeah, FTR retains. Then the inner circle promo, talk about who they're going to face at full gear, a 10-man tag, five-on-five. Five. Uh, America's top team comes out, Damn Lambert and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, of course, are announced as you know two out of the five. Uh, Junior Del Santos gets picked, and then someone else gets picked. I'm sorry I missed the name. Someone in the chat maybe caught it because I'm not really familiar with a lot of these guys. Uh, Paige Van Zant starts shooting her mouth off about, oh, I'll take on all five of you guys, and then the you know <laughs> Jericho turns it into a kind of a uh, a, a dirty little joke, like, oh, all right, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh jeez, ah, oh, it's naughty, you it's like, know, that's that's the rock and roll, uh, rock and roller, so. Um, but yeah, so it's. I'll say that. Okay, so here's here, here's here's uh, here's here's Mark's opinion. He says, says I'll say it every time, unt- until they're gone. Lambert and eight uh, American top teams suck. It's the worst segment every week. I I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm not a big fan of them, uh, especially you know Dan Lambert. I will say this though. Love him or hate him, the guy knows how to draw a response from the audience. Almost as good, I'll say, as MJF. As far as, you know, saying stuff and then, oh no, don't chant, fill in the blank. No, no, don't chant that. And then the crowd chants it. They get it. They get the heel work you know? So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's classic heat. It's classic heat. It's it, it works though, you know, and sometimes it may get a little old, but, um, it's, uh, it's funny At, at least, at least they're getting a response. If it was crickets. Yeah. Then it'd be really bad, but they're getting a response. So, I mean, well, there's that, but anyways, uh, I mean, I I enjoy it to a point, but I hear you. I I, did, I I wish it was just Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page just you know shooting their mouths off, but uh, but damn, <laughs> Dan Lambert does <laughs> does get a response, ah. Eh? Uh, right, Zach says here, yeah, wrestling good or bad, it's to get a reaction, right? There you go. Um, so yeah, so we find out who they're facing It's Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Junior Del Santos. And they, they, they mentioned another guy. I don't know if anybody's mentioned it in the, um, uh, in the chat yet. I'm not seeing it. I'm not super familiar with these guys. Uh, but yeah, the, the last choice they picked, um, they almost picked Paige Van Zant, but no uh they picked dan lambert and then dan Dan lambert lost his mind like no 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 so yeah there you go um so dan lambert's gonna wrestle at full gear can't wait for that hey at least you know that he's gonna get his ass kicked and it might be the end of this storyline i know there's gonna be several people in the chat Crossing their fingers for that one, right? So, (laughs) all right, what's next here? Um, Oh, and then there was a fat-faced dipshit chant. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty, challenging um, Dante Martin, And Leo Rush to a match, so apparently that's going to happen soon. I don't know if that's going to happen at Dynamite next week or if that's going to happen at Rampage. I don't know. But um, it's all good. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, number one, you're going to see Leo rush back in the ring again. And number two, I love me some Lee Moriarty. He's another up-and-comer that's um, – Man. They're they're getting all these <clears throat> like these uh what do you call them? Like you know, cruiserweight guys, you know? Or, I don't know what else you call them. The light heavyweights. I don't know, you can call them whatever you want. It it's it's getting to the point that I almost want AEW to get another belt just so that all these up and coming guys have like something to fight for instead of them just stall having great matches it's not a bad thing but you know and i and i know that there's of course the counter opinion to that is that you don't want a company oversaturated with too many titles i get that but if you're going to hire all these guys yeah give them something to fight for too you know daniel garcia Moriarty, Leo Rush, Dante Martin, Dante Martin's uh, brother, God bless him whenever he comes back to wrestle. Uh, uh, you know, well, Sammy Guevara's got the TNT title, but I don't know. It's what do you, what do you guys think? Let me let me hear your thoughts in the chat. Do you want to see them have like a cruiserweight title to fight for? Let me know in the comments. You know, am I? Am I sitting on an island by this one, or do you guys agree with me? Either way, let me know. Excuse me. (laughs) Mark says they need a DMC title or three. (laughs) Okay. So, um... The Coach Keith says McDonald's dollar menu title. All right. <laughs> Violet says I wouldn't hate it. All right. <laughs> you guys are goofy. All right. Anyways, we continue. Um, what do we got next here? Oh, okay. Uh, the TBS title, which is a women's title it's going to be uh, featured when um, Dynamite goes from TNT to TBS in January. And they got this tournament going on with the ladies. So Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. Not a super long match, but it was fun to see both of them tear it up. I know uh, uh, me and my crew that watch AEW, um, we, we love ourselves some some uh jamie hater so i was actually uh i was hoping that i wasn't you know because you know you always say never assume but you know in the back of my head i was assuming that anna jay was gonna gonna win this one just because you know her and uh ty conti are uh you know they're getting some momentum they're starting to get a little popular you know and they got this whole feud going on with Um, well, Penelope Ford and, um, the bunny, you know, they got some of that stuff going on. So like, like you can tell they're doing more with the women's division now, which is great to see. Um, like to see a little more, but as long as they change it up and they keep featuring different women, different matches, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, so, but Jamie Hayden wins this one. So I was actually uh, excited to see that one. Um, and then, you know, they start, uh, Jamie Hader, Rebel, and Baker start kicking Anna J's ass, and then Thunder Rosa runs down to the ring. Now, it was reported that Thunder Rosa was suffering from a concussion, uh, but now I heard from Trent that, um. She actually, because I, I thought she was going to miss the uh, A.A.W. shows in Chi-Town over the weekend. Uh, she was all over the poster for one of them, so I was wondering what was going to happen. Well, apparently she was cleared last minute for for whatever matches match matches she had. So she, uh, she showed up tonight, which was great to see. Man, does she get a pop when she runs down to the ring. Holy cow. She really does. I mean, she is. Thunder Rosa is really coming into her own. She's really. Her fan base is really growing. I love me some Thunder Rosa too. She's badass. So, um, so yeah, Jamie Hader moves on in the TBS title tournament. Uh, we get an MJF promo. Damn. Is one guy I never get sick of is um <laughs> mark here thunder army, let's go! Yeah, right. <laughs> Love Thunder Rosa MJF's promo man, just oh he's so good. He's so good. It's just I don't know what else to say about him. Darby Allen's like, you know what. I'm going to keep my cool the that we're going to face each other at, uh, at full gear. You know, I'll have my emotions in check. You're not going to get in my head. But you know what? Tonight, I'm going to kick your ass. So he starts making his way down to the ring. MJF, t- typical MJF, starts running for the hills. Sting and an army of uh, guys in masks, you know, like the the goofy cutout masks that always show up in um, Darby Allen promos—I couldn't tell what was on them. It looked like a bunch of,
1: looked like an army
0: of Darbies or something. But um, you know, following Sting down to the, to the ring, going after MJF, stopping him in his tracks. The Pinnacle comes up from behind Sting and the guys, and they start all brawling on the stage in the ramp area. In the midst of all this happening, Darby comes all the way down from the bleacher section down to the ring, and he catches up, makes a beeline for MJF. They start brawling all over the place, you know, down by the ringside area, uh, getting thrown into the barriers, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking. This is absolutely going to be one of the best matches at full gear. It's going to be one of those, like, quiet best matches of the whole night. You know, true. Truly will be. Can't wait. Yeah, Violet here. MJF is old school gold, old school, old school good. I almost said old school gold, but he's the guy. I always say that his promos are gold, but yeah. Right. Um yeah, he's uh <laughs> Darby Allen is Sting's son. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh yeah, so good stuff there. Good stuff. Then we got Andrade versus Cody Rhodes. This is the second time we see FTR tonight. That that uh that move was slick as hell. Uh the match was great between these two. It's it's hard to ignore the crowd. I mean, Cody's audience is you know goes back and forth between it, it's it's all depending on what's going on, like. Like, he's doing a 10-count in the corner, beating up Andrade, and the crowd's with him. But then as soon as he's done doing that, ah, now they're back to booing him, you know? The crowd's like 50-50, it's, it feels like. It's it's a roller coaster each time he comes down to the ring now. Um, great match, though. Andrade wins this because the ref is distracted. FTR Rolls out from underneath the ring, and they both hit Cody with the belt and pretty much just knock him the hell out. Ref didn't see it, of course. He was distract, he's distracted, and uh, and he just pins and knocked out Cody Rhodes, and then they start attacking him post match. The lucha bros come down and rescue, you know, and uh. So, yeah, uh, this ain't over. This ain't over. I mean, this crosses a few different boundaries because Malachi Black's been getting involved in this. Now FTR's getting involved in this. So Andrade's just, like, pulling all these resources from all these different, you know, like, you don't know what's going to happen next. I'm starting to think that if this continues... Andrade is gonna like pull out like a mystery guy that's like not even on the roster to attack Cody and that's what we're gonna see next it's just gonna grow so I'm I'm digging this I'm digging this it's probably the best thing that we're seeing right now from andrade since um since he's come to the company his his climb in the company has been like real slow like almost too slow but Like they've had so many new faces, you can't, they all can't climb at once. But as long as he's doing something, you know, like Chavo was in there for a bit and that was fun. Um, But this whole journey of Cody now is interesting because, I mean, I still, I still love Cody. I'll still cheer him on. But seeing him react to stuff is very interesting like like you're you're like like the fans assume he's just gonna turn heel but he keeps saying he's not gonna turn so you gotta wonder how long this is gonna go on but I'm I'm here for it I love Cody either way I love Cody you know I can't wait um (laughs) Mark says, uh, Andrade's run at the top is going to be fucking legendary when he gets there. Yes. When he gets there, it's, it's going to be slow. It's, it's slow. I mean, the fact that he's in a, a thing with Cody right now, I mean, he's, he's really, it's starting to ramp. It's starting to amp up now. It really is. So it's good to see. It's just, it's still slow. So, but I'm here for it. You know, it, who knows, um, who knows where it's gonna go, man? It's wild. So I'm just I'm just reading all the the chat here. All right, we'll see. Um, oh, Bell's boy says as far as like who it could be next, it could be Dragon Lee or or Rouge. Uh, yeah, Roosh is injured. He he's out indefinitely, because he uh, I don't know what kind of surgery he had, but it was pretty major from what I heard. So, but uh, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Like I said, I'm here for it though. I'm excited about it. Good, good feud. Good feud. Not just the wrestling. It's 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 every it's it's everything surrounding it. You know, between Malachi Black. Now, like I said, now FTR's in it. You don't know who else is going to get involved with Andrade. So he's got, you know, he's, he's, he's pulling the strings. He's pulling the strings and he's, he's uh, what's, what's the saying? Living rent-free in the back of uh, Cody's head. So, yeah, it's fun stuff. We'll see. Uh, John Silver is in the ring then with uh, Tony Skivone and talking about his match on Friday with Adam Cole, baby, uh, on Rampage. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get the Bunny versus Red Velvet. Can't wait for that. Love love both of those wrestlers. Good stuff. That's all for that TBS uh, title tournament. And then we get uh, Brian Danielson comes out on commentary. Big pop. Big pop. Crowd's on fire for this. So, Because Brian wants to see who he's going to face in the finals at uh, full gear for this title tournament. Uh, or it's like a number one contender tournament, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, semifinals. We find out earlier tonight that Orange Cassidy is going to be facing Miro. Now, uh, Punk was it sounded like Punk was trying to throw his uh, name in the hat for that one, but uh, didn't. Uh, he was he was teasing it online too. You saw his Twitter. That was kind of funny. So um but yeah so uh Miro versus Orange Cassidy, Miro wins here. I and I didn't wanna like like I, I guess it was supposed to be Mox winning and it's um I it, it, I'm I'm not knocking Mox for you know for doing this but man let me tell you I was really really looking forward to seeing John Moxley versus Brian Danielson at Full Gear. Oh my god. I did that that match 10 years ago or 11 years ago, whatever it was. Dragon Gate USA East Side of Milwaukee. That match is what made me a fan of John Moxley. Now seeing it on this level, like I saw them wrestling WWE a few times, but to see it on this level, shit. Shut up and take my money. Potential for match of the look. Look at what look at what Brian did with uh, Eddie Kingston. Now imagine what he was going to do with Mox. Shit. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We just got to be patient. Mox will be back, and he'll come back better than ever. You you thought his comeback when he, like, joined AEW was, like, iconic? Wait till he comes back clean and sober. He's going to be unstoppable. Eugene Evans, what is up, brother? How you doing? Hope all is well with you. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, So, yeah. Orange Cassidy versus Miro. Really excited for this. Um, I didn't want to assume anything. Like, I was like, okay, well, if Mox was supposed to win and go to the pay-per-view versus Brian, maybe Orange Cassidy will get the win now and he'll go on to face Brian at the pay-per-view. But, no, it's... It's Miro. Uh, it was interesting how he got put into this. You know, interesting circumstances. And uh, But this match was a lot of fun. And Miro is. Miro versus Brian Danielson is just going to be. That's going to be another one of those ones where it's like it's like I said, it's, it's came out of nowhere. And. Um, it could be another one dark horse match of the night you know that or mjf i mean of course omega versus hangman is going to be amazing i'm not i'm not disputing that but you know everyone else everyone has their own favorites as far as what they really want to see and this whole journey now of brian danielson is two words must see you just oh makes me speechless. Um. Oh, Brian, Brian Field. What's up, man? Awesome shirt. Yeah, love me some Iron Maiden. And I'm I'm am i I'm not one of those that's like oh yeah man I saw him back in the '80s and loved him back in the '80s and blah 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 blah. No, I actually like came to love Iron Maiden. Within the last between 10 to 20 years. Like I'm a I'm a late bloomer as far as an Iron Maiden fan. Like growing up as a kid, I, I couldn't stand Bruce Dickinson's voice. Now I've come to like, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden it just clicked. It just clicked. Like my my radio uh station that I listened to. Well, not as much anymore. I, you know, pop on Spotify or YouTube or whatever I'm listening to while I'm working on stuff on the computer. But um, local radio station here at the time was doing, um, well, they had, a, they had a thing where they were doing like uh, blocks of Metallica every night, and then they did, they did that for a few years, and then they did a thing where they played, uh, Iron Maiden blocks every night, two or three tunes from Iron Maiden. They got a, quite the catalog. And, it, you know, and I started, um, I started, uh, you know, appreciating him more, like listening to him, like, oh, I, like I'd never heard of like half of these songs before. I heard some of the classics, but I just didn't get into them. Then I really started to listen to them and appreciate like, wow, Dickinson's voice is amazing. You know, and then the music and everything that goes along with it. So yeah, I'm I'm one of those late blooming Iron Maiden fans, you know. <laughs> Bell's boy with the <laughs> send them to the Iron Maiden. Excellent. Execute them, bogus. <laughs> Danielson isn't human. Yeah, he's like a cyborg or something. Um. Um. I gotta check out their latest one. I I've heard like one song from it that uh, it's it's got the the Oriental vibes to it. I gotta listen to the whole thing. It's on my to do list. But thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna check that out tomorrow while I'm working on some stuff. Because all I've been listening to is the new Flint Biscuit. I just been going crazy about it. Jacked up jukebox watch for that tomorrow sometime if I got any time between work and I actually I'm all done with my prep for the TNI stuff tomorrow I should just do it during the day get that out of the way because I love it how the <laughs> how the hell can you not like Bruce tickets? it's to each their own you know M- music's like wrestling it's all subjective it's like you know like oh well I don't like this but I like this kind of music you know I liked a certain kind of singer back then. I liked more. I I wasn't into. How do I say it? I wasn't into the. Well, what do they call it? the British heavy metal? There, there was a whole, you know. Thing that went along with that. All the British heavy metal at the time. It all sounded real similar. And, um, I mean, I love Def Leppard and stuff, but, but, anyways, but yeah, I just, yeah, I, I have heard Bruce's solo stuff. I listened to that about 20 plus years ago, too. And that was really fun. I listened to some of that good stuff. Right. Violet gets it. Sometimes it's an acquired taste. Yeah oh yeah british wave yes british wave of heavy, of heavy metal thank you couldn't think of what they called it so but anyways um but yeah so so miro beats orange cassidy how the hell were we talking oh someone comp oh you were talking about my shirt and then we got off on a tangent see it's, it's... squirrel what a d d d d d no I, I love you guys uh <laughs> um, Miro wins. Uh Brian Danielson gets up from com- commentary, comes down in the ring, tries to shake Miro's hand and just as they're going off the air, Miro starts backpedaling, walking away from him. So uh hey, Brian Danielson's, you know, he comes from that ring of honor, you know, the, the code of honor. So uh, he was trying to be a gentleman about this like hey we're gonna you know we're gonna wrestle at the at the pay per view so um, but yeah can't wait Miro versus now I'm I'm pretty sure they've faced off against each other at in you know in uh WWE I I couldn't tell you when they did though or how good it was you know I might look it up but damn it's, it's not even going to be close. If they faced off before, it's not even going to be close to what it was back then. Say, between within the last five to ten years, whatever it was. This is going to be on a whole new level. Both these guys. I'm not just talking about Brian Danielson, but Miro's on another level too. So, can't wait. Uh, so, yeah, this this felt like a really good build to um, full gear. Really did. You know, because some episodes just feel like, all right, they're just kind of spinning their wheels. Great matches, good rivalries, but it's not really going anywhere. But sometimes it's just like that. This really feels like it's amping up towards full gear. It's a week and a half away, uh, you know, two Saturdays from now. Can't wait, and and let me know in the chat what you're most excited for. Whether you're watching live now or you're uh, watching a replay of this, let me know what you're most excited for. At the pay per view, is it um, is it uh, MJF and Darby? Is it the championship match? Is it Danielson Miro? Is it the tag match? It's there's so much good stuff, it's all, all across the board. It's gonna be a lot of fun, Brian Field, with the 499 tip. Thank you, sir. Much love, greatly appreciated. And on that note, we are going to get out of here. Um, so yeah, tomorrow I'll be over in that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact Impact Talk for Impact fans. We'll do the uh. The, the live reaction and then the review following and um, yeah it's uh it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan because there's all sorts of crazy shit going on new faces all over the place new rivalries um, so yeah can't wait for that and uh, oh, almost forgot. I was trying to think of, like, what I was, like, excited about for tomorrow night. Um, uh, Minoru Suzuki is going to be part of that three-on-three. Three. Can't wait for that. So, yeah, that very, very excited about that. So, yeah, come along for that. Bell's Boy with the $5, super thicker. Thank you so much, brother. Much love. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Every little bit helps. Check out all the links in the description, um, and I'll I'll plug the TNI Discord because I'm in there a lot. I'm not on social media much. I'll I'll, I'll plug my stuff, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, wh- wherever you support from, whether it's Twitch, YouTube, whatever, it's all it's all appreciated. Go check out the merch. Whoever bought a hat over the weekend, thank you. Much love uh greatly appreciated so yeah go check out the links in the description i'm gonna get out of here and um whew, yeah lots going on and i'll i'll give you guys uh updates when i can about uh pops he's got a he has a lot of uh doctor's appointments coming up so we're we're still we're still in the learning process we're just starting to fight this battle so um violet you need the link to the discord again well damn um i'll i'll send it to you on the twitter box all right i'll send it to you in a message but uh but yeah that oh brian fell that was that was you Oh, who bought the hat? Thank you. That's right. You're from Chicago. I because I I saw the um I saw the order. So um thank you. Much love, man. Appreciated it. Hey, when you get the hat, hit me up and send me a picture of the hat because I'm just making sure that all this merch that we get from spreadshirt looks good. So let me know. Bell's boy, thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's wrap this up. Hey, we got this done in like an hour and a half. Amazing. So we'll see y'all on T&I tomorrow night for all the Impact Wrestling shiznit. Let's get out of here. Much love. Thanks for joining. Thanks for all the tips. Everything amazing. Makes me feel so good because it's it's been one of those days. Where you want to just, uh, how's that song go? Anyways, go listen to some Limp Bizkit, You'll get it. <laughs> Much love. Take care. See you. <laughs>